This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. I wanted to jump right into Brexit because I find Gosh. that absolutely fascinating. Mm. Because you know, I, find, I, I read I the news that they were like thinking about dropping out. And I said, that's not going to happen. Then all of a sudden, Britain chooses to leave. No one saw that coming. That's why it's so shocking. Well, I thought yeah. Brexit was going to be like this, this, I don't know, Euro- European word I had never heard of before. <laughs> but it's not. It's just like, like a weird British, British exiting. Yeah, like a weird British food. <laughs> they, they, I was kind of disappointed when it was I half assed. Yeah, they're like, British exit. Hmm, Brexit. Yeah. Okay. So I spoke a little bit on this yesterday. Now, to me, this highlights an overall global phenomenon, and that is a huge social divide between what some people call the elites, um, but you'll hear other people call it technocrats, whatever. But basically, it's the people that think that they are smarter than the rest of the world. They're smarter than you and me. They're they're the educated people. They're They're the the ones. The accent makes them sound smarter. yeah, Well, yeah, that's very, very true. Yeah. But there's this huge divide between what they want us to do and the, the direction that they want to take the world into and their own little countries and what average, ordinary, everyday mom and pop, what the average, ordinary Joe wants, what they want. Um, average, ordinary, everyday, ordinary people, they want sovereignty. Mm-hmm. They want borders. They don't, you know, if, if you are on the fence about this, let me just propose this really quick. As an American, do you feel comfortable giving up your sovereignty and taking an order from a foreign power. Would no. you feel comfortable with that? No, no, absolutely not. Of course not. We fought a revolutionary yeah. war over right, this. That's right. our culture versus the rest of the world. Exactly. So, Jason, like, since you're so big on the history side of this thing, could, you, could we American look, Americans look at it as their own revolutionary like revolution? Kind of. Okay. I mean, yeah, kind of. Uh, there, there, the, the big difference being back in the 1700s, there wasn't this overall huge push to make these supra- uh, super ultra states, yeah. these these huge mm-hmm. entities that are going to govern the masses. There mm-hmm. wasn't that in the past. But, I mean, back then it was all nation states. Um, today it's let's gather 50 nation states and let's um, impose our will. Let's have a, a handful of people and impose our will on everyone else. Right. It was hard enough back in the day to legislate and rule from London to the far outreaches of right. Scotland. You know, it was hard yeah. to do that. And that's the idea of here in America, we don't want Washington politicians telling people in California what to do. You'd say, you're literally so far apart, you have no idea what our culture in this part of the country is like. Yeah. So, no, we yeah. want our own sovereignty and our own self-determination. And the Britons are finally looking like just 52%, just barely a minority. It wasn't a huge blowout. Yeah. It was just eh, a little bit more than half said, okay, we want to determine ourselves what we want. We don't want someone in Brussels telling us what to do. I don't understand all the hubbub when people lose their minds saying, you're a racist. Right. How dare you? Exactly. And you, but you said the words that this is really about. Sovereignty and self-determination. Now, there is the group, uh, again, it's, this is the, the elites, uh, the pro-Remainers, have made this about xenophobia. They've taken it instantly to, oh, you're a racist. You're a bigot. Where have we heard that before? Yeah. That's the left arguments here in the United States. You literally cannot have an opinion that's counter to what the elites want you to think. If they do, they instantly call you a woman hater. You're a bigot. You're a racist. Sit down and shut up. Now, that's what they're saying over there. 
that there, there was this hilarious interview with uh, Christiane Amanpour mm-hmm. just recently. Do yep. we have that? Yeah, we do. We got a few clips from it last night, and I want to play. We'll play the first one, and we'll kind of digest it and see uh, why I like Daniel Hannon and why I don't like Amanpour. Let's go ahead and watch the first one. <laughs> I don't think there's any secret about what the plan is. It's, it's a repatriation of power. We have to, of course, accept the constraint of a very narrow result. 48% of British people voted for no change. We can't just wish that fact away. We have to respect their opinions. Two of the four nations within the UK voted for the status quo. And so we may have to temper what we're doing and, and go for a more gradual and more phased repatriation of power while leaving some of the existing stuff in place. Mm-hmm. So, so because we have to listen insisting to both sides. Stuff, now I'm hearing, you know, a very much softer, gentler version of what you uh, proposed during the campaign. Temper some of the stuff. Like what? Like immigration? Mm-hmm. Because you yourself mm-hmm. have sort of stepped back. So has Boris Johnson. I, what have I stepped back from? You have said yes. that... Let me get my... Yes, I've said that, that what, we want what, control back rather than no, numbers no, down. No, no, you have said that maybe we're not... Yes, and exactly. And when did I ever say the opposite? You have when said did I ever not the say numbers that? Right, when well, did I ever not say that? Listen, I wrote you know, a book and about you've, this? Been, you've been through all of this on other channels. The reason people voted, the majority of them, and I can play you uh, what no, they've no, said, is you to just, stop you immigration just me into this country. No, backtracking. Okay, maybe that's a U-turn. Okay, you've accused me of backtracking. When have I ever said anything different? You have said, and your Leave campaign, and you are the lead spokesman of the Leave campaign, that immigration and the free flow of movement was the sine qua non. I've never, ever said that. Okay, there are two things with that right off the bat that I noticed. He was very reasonable at the beginning, saying, look, it was just a slight majority that wanted to leave. So we are absolutely going to take into account the two nations who said, no, we want to stay, and the 48% of people who said they want to stay. So, of course, we're going to ease into it. We're not just going to say, screw you. We're going to just, you know, do what the European Union did to us and just bypass us and say, no, well, there's the... uh, there's the new law. That's what we're doing. Did he you sound think- like the radical there? Absolutely not. He was oh my gosh. She did because did you see her? Her body language was just Ooh, yeah. anger, anger. She was worked anger. up. She was leaning she into it. Daniel, was- we figured mm. that out. She I, hates him. I hate advocate journalism. I hate it. Now we're we're guilty on it on both sides mm-hmm. uh, of the spectrum. Every each side has their own uh, advocate and trying to push their own agenda in the, in, in the uh, in in media, but. This right, she she just epitomizes. I mean, look at she's trying to put words in his mouth right there in front of him, mm-hmm. and he's literally like the the more he's trying to actually say no. Look, lady, report on what the actual facts are. Fine, report on what he said, but don't try to put words in his mouth. The the problem a lot of these um, a lot of people fall into is they everything becomes black and white, and it isn't black and white. So their argument is everybody who voted leave is a racist xenophobe. Are there racist and xenophobes who voted to leave? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. we, can, we can go out there and we can find all the people who did. But to then bra- uh, to paint the whole movement with that brush and say, well, we found these, this group of people who are definitely racist and they voted to leave. The whole group is racist. No, well, that wasn't their argument. Right. Immigration wasn't even their top push. For people like Hannon, if you watched him throughout the campaign, his push was national sovereignty mm-hmm. and pulling away from the EU experiment, which has been an argument they've been making the entire time. The EU is a new experiment. They only started oh, yeah. in the, what, early 90s? 93, I think. Yeah. yeah. And th- since the very uh, uh, beginning of the EU, there's been a portion of Britain who never wanted to do that. Right. For economics, they don't even use the, uh, not the pound, they use the pound. They don't use the euro. 
So they're already like, um, I forget which comedian said it, but he's like, there's already an arm's length distance from the EU that the the Britons already had. They said, look, we're going to use our pound and we're going to try to maintain as much control as we still can. Right now, it started pushing further and further. They'd lose their sovereignty and they're saying, okay, enough is enough. Give us back our country. We want to determine what to do with our borders. And if they choose to let in 50 million immigrants, that's their decision. Right. Let the Britons decide what's best for their country, their borders, and if the uh, Scot- Scots and the Irish want to go back to the EU, well, then they can have that vote. It's letting them determine what they want to do and not being told what to do. Yeah. This this whole began, and, and now we're, we're talking about them using uh, leftist tactics, you know, instantly calling you a xenophobe, racist bigot. This that, whole thing began... That or they're saying that you're using, uh, you're manipulating the racists and xenophobes to come to your side. Right. So you either... Mm instigating it by manipulating them by encouraging it or you are one but this whole thing began uh, literally you, you could probably make the case that this i mean the eu began to fall apart in 2008 that is the trigger point when this whole thing started was that an immigration problem was that a massive influx of um, ISIS cells, you know, and then and then uh, you know immigrants raping uh, right. you know women and children in, in in Germany? No, none of that was going on yet. This was all an economic problem to begin with. Now, Britain is one of the only countries within the EU that really doesn't have that much of an economic problem at the moment. They're one of the most stable mm-hmm. countries, economically speaking. And Germany. W- w- with it, yeah, Germany yeah. would be the other one. Mm-hmm. The problem is the Mediterranean is bringing the entire union down. Um, Nigel Farage mentioned that yesterday. He was like, he, he had the gall to say that your experiment is not work, it's not working anymore. Right. And of course there were the jeers, you know, and people like, you know, freaking out. He's like, okay, ex- basically explain the Mediterranean. They have 20% unemployment down there. 20%. Now, that's opposed to, in Germany, they have about 4% unemployment. Now, you can kind of imagine how people are starting to get mad. Mm-hmm. And Germany is basically calling all the shots now. Germany is basically like, mm-hmm. they're almost like the Gestapo, yeah. uh, as far as... Well, really? <laughs> for lack Jeez. of a better word. <laughs> Excuse me, for lack of a better word. my people. <laughs> I mean, Herzog, come on, you don't get more German than that. Um, let's play devil's advocate here. I understand why they tried to start the EU in 93, because they said, look, our continent has had lots of problems, lots of wars, a lot of people have died. But you don't need to tie each other together in the same boat to all make progress and, you know, help one another. You can say, no, we're all individual states minding our own business, and now we're going to sign our own trade deals and get along like friends. You don't have to tie each other together in the boat, and then when someone starts to drown, you drag everybody else down. That's what Britain's trying to do. We were talking about that because we were saying that one of the key reasons for the EU was to, to help bring an era of peace and prosperity because we were talking about the long history of uh, German and French aggression towards one another. How do we stop that? Well, Guaranteeing peace and prosperity. Well, now they cannot guarantee prosperity. So what is going to happen to the peace aspect of that? Mm-hmm. And you bring Old up world a very, nationalism. Yes, yeah. you bring up a very good point. Oh, Caleb. we lost the prosperity a while ago with Spain and uh, mm-hmm. Portugal, yep. Greece. Oh, I'll bring it down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the whole world, yes. But then particularly that continent. Yeah, it's already been failing the prosperity. Right. And then, for, not Farage, uh, Hannon says that. He goes, look, we want to leave because we believe we can do better trade deals with the rest of the world rather than being tied to this trash. Every other continent is growing with GDP except Europe. And remember, the debate over the pound happened before the crash. It was 07 where they Mm. were trying to push Britain to uh, adopt the euro, and they said, no, we're keeping the pound. This was before 
before yeah. we saw the entire oh, world's economies come down. Shoot. So this wasn't after where Britain decided, no, this was before all the economic mess happened. So there's ones already in the past of them saying, no, we're not going to take your well, you can, currency, yeah. and it saved them. You can go now all the saying, way back we to... we want to leave. Maybe they are kind of sensing something's about to happen, which we all know. Come on, the EU is so screwed right you now. You can go all the way back to 1990 and Margaret Thatcher arguing, arguing in the House of Commons against uh, further, um, f- further, you know, centralization of the European governments. Because they, ha- they were trying to make a version of the EU back then. Mm-hmm. Margaret Thatcher was like, nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but, but let's play devil's advocate on, on, another, on another way. So I would argue that the EU was created because of two countries that will never get along. They'll never get along. They've never gotten along in the past. They'll never get along in the future. Right. And that's France and Germany. Yeah. Yep. They will never. And that's been the focal point of two world wars mm-hmm. um, in, you know, in this century. So the EU was created to bind them economically. So they could say, look. Where they had to work together. You have to work together. Yeah. That, and that is a, the fear of old world, world ugly European nationalism is the reason why they created the EU. So now as we see with Britain, the first country leaving, all the other countries that may that may leave. Look, on one hand, we have, hey, it's it's a victory for sovereignty. It's a victory mm-hmm. for sovereignty. It's a victory for small government, which all of us, I think, can agree with. But on the other hand, you have to be ready to deal with the fact that old world nationalism will return to Europe. But look at all these form. other countries that are now wanting to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, how many other ones are there? Are there five still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, multiple. Several, yeah. There's like Netherlands, Denmark... France. I thought sure. I heard Germany. France. Was one of them. Yep. France. Germany. Why not? Because they're the linchpin of the entire union now. Right. Everything is relying on them. Germany does not want. No. Germany uh, does, does not. Germany want wants to stay. G- Germany wants to stay because Germany. Okay. Fifty percent of Germany's GDP goes to exports. Most of those exports are within the European Union free trade zone. Yeah. Um, a, a big majority of those go to the UK. That, I'll get to that point in a second. But <laughs> they, their entire survival is based off the trade zone. Which, let's get real, the European Union is just a big trade. It's like NAFTA. It's like NAFTA, but yeah, a little bit with is. a little bit more European smugness and a parliament. And accents. Yeah, mm-hmm. and accents. <laughs> yes. That's basically all it is. <clears throat> now, the UK leaving is definitely going to spark off all these debates on how much... How much do we give? Do we give them an inch? Do we give them a mile? Do we basically, if we're, if we're, if we're Germany and Brussels, do we basically say, um, no harm, no foul. We're going to keep everything basically the same. You can call the shots that you want to call. Or do they try to make an example out of the British to uh, force other countries to not try something it's like gonna that? It's going to be the latter, yeah. I think. But this is why it won't be that. I'll oh. go against you guys. Because the majority of... Germany's exports, who is basically oh. controlling this. Oh, yeah. Mo- a lot, a big portion of them go to the UK. Now, it's great for Angela, Mer- Angela Merkel to say, yes, we're going to be hard on them and we can't, we, we got to take our stand here. Okay, where are you going to make up all that lost revenue that you're, you're going to have? You're going to say you're going to take out all the banks and you're going <laughs> to put them in Frankfurt? Okay, how? Because the financial system has been going on long before the EU was ever created. It's a 200 year old financial system. The wow. banks that are making money, the institutions that are making money in London, they're not going anywhere, guys. They're not going. They let Germany wants to do something badly, but they can't. Their hands are tied. So what do you think Germany's next thing, move going to be? <laughs> um, I think they're going to do a lot of talking. Poland. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of heavy talking. Of- I said Gestapo, you got mad. You said invade Poland. This is, come on. Um, <laughs> I can say that joke, though. So, people call me a grammar Nazi all the time. You're German I'm, privilege. Okay. Okay. You're German, German privilege. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.